That's my proof of stake is just trust me, bro. Because I made up this past. It's completely divorced from reality. Completely. You have no proof. You have no proof that this is what actually happened. You have a consortium of like five people, 12 people, doesn't matter. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we were there. Like, we have the notes. It's like, it's like history. You know, it can be a lie. It can be a lie. And in an adversarial environment, it will be a lie, you know? And, and with proof of work, what is so different, it is history and you can verify that it actually happened. And it's not, it's proof of work. What, what it builds up, what Bitcoin builds up in terms of history, it's not a record of what happened. It is what actually happened. That's the difference. And that's why the map is the territory. This is the Blue Collar Bitcoin Podcast, a show where average Joe firefighters explore the most important monetary technology of the 21st century. We talk Bitcoin, we talk finance, and we talk shit. Wow. As far as we're concerned, Gigi is the full package. He's a coder, a writer of superhuman abilities, and can synthesize all of it into a monologue to bring Bitcoin's time to life for all of us to enjoy in its glorious detail and complexity. With Dan and myself interjecting to get at that precious milk, Gigi is so generously feeding us hogs from his supple teats. Get ready, get your lips ready to latch on to Gigi's generous memories and suckle all you can. Don't worry, there is no danger of another hog delatching you. In all seriousness, Gigi runs a master class here. If you didn't listen to Dan and get your required reading in, do it. Read Bitcoin is time. You can certainly enjoy this chat without reading it, but we think you should. Reading it will seriously improve your chances of a solid latch. Now, I will step aside and throw some slop into the trough. These two sloppy hogs are sponsored by CoinKite. CoinKite is the manufacturer of the best signing device in the industry. Get those coins off exchanges and place them in the safest place possible. A cold card. We joke a lot, but this is dead serious. The security of your coins is something that takes consideration and planning. Make it easy on yourself. Start in the best position with a cold card. CoinKite makes some of the coolest stuff in Bitcoin. The block clock, the open dime. Seed plates, everything you need for your Bitcoin security. Blue Collar Bitcoin is sponsored by Ledin. Ledin is a very unique financial services company with a highly principled Bitcoin forward perspective. They are the first ever digital asset lending platform to undergo a formal proof of reserves attestation, where an independent public accountant regularly attests that the company is properly accounting for client assets. Simply put, this company mirrors and embraces the transparency, accountability, and auditability of the Bitcoin protocol and network itself. If you've listened to this show much at all, you've certainly noticed that we advise our listeners to be careful, manage risk, and not get over leveraged. And that does include ensuring that any borrowing and lending decisions you make make sound mathematical sense based on your lifestyle and specific situation. Where available in your jurisdiction, Ledin offers a menu of powerful financial services. Keep ownership of your Bitcoin and access dollar loans with Ledin Bitcoin-backed loans. Harness your Bitcoin holdings to buy a new property or finance the home you already own with the upcoming Ledin Bitcoin mortgage product. Save Bitcoin and USDC to have access to Ledin dollar loans or trading service if available. You can look into Ledin's well-architected menu of services at Ledin.io. Visit start.ledin.io slash bluecollarbitcoin to sign up and you'll get $10 in USDC for creating and funding an account. 
All views and language expressed by the hosts and guests in this podcast are solely their personal opinions and do not reflect their employers or organizations they are associated with. Do not treat any of the content in this podcast as investment advice or as an inducement to follow a particular strategy. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Where, where were we before about plugs? Uh, we were going to talk about proof of <laughs> proof of stake versus proof of work. And uh, if you want to dive into, I mean, everything about the probabilistic part of it, the entropy, like, or even explain those terms to people, that would be phenomenal because that that is a really important part of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to kind of. I know that's a big start, ask. It's a lot of slow, stuff uh, because the, the problem I have, why proof of stake, uh, kind of. We'll, we'll me ease into this. We'll slide this in slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we will. We will taper it. Tapered edge. <laughs> it's. It shouldn't be called proof of stake in the in the first place because it's like okay we have proof of work the difficulty adjusted the the difficulty adjusted proof of work in Bitcoin and the problems it solves like the difficulty adjusted proof of work solves like five problems and this is actually the invention and so people picked up on this and it's very much like um, you know there was a phase where it was like um, uh, blockchain not Bitcoin you know and everyone was like blockchain 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 and it's it's a very similar thing now you know and always has been uh, in the sense that you know um okay there's proof of work but what about proof of stake proof of space proof of distributed stake proof of burn proof of space time proof of pick your word you know and it's they're building up this zoo of you know clusterfuck concepts and act as if it was an alternative to proof of stake and it's uh, to proof of work <laughs> and it's absolutely not you know proof of stake should be called just trust me bro because that's what it is like, <laughs> absolutely no one i'm not kidding it's 100 true you know it's like someone makes up some bullshit something completely untethered from reality no proof whatsoever that this is what actually happened and and it's just like yeah trust me i signed off on it with my private key and so you should trust me that this actually happened i can create a separate history that looks as good as the other history like and and it's like make no mistake that the problem about this all is to understand what i'm saying and to to understand how flawed proof of stake is you have to understand proof of work first and you have to deeply mm. understand it and then yes. it becomes obvious why proof of stake is is mm. so yeah. terrible God, that's such a good point there's no way to get it no there's in, no in way the, to get in it. the opposite direction i mean and the you, problem is is that i would be willing to bet that 95 percent of people even in bitcoin don't truly understand proof oh, of yeah, work yeah. no definitely and definitely. i mean i i could even say i'm probably on board that in some capacity because there's so many there's so many parts of like I've got a complete blind spot when it comes to code and understanding yeah. that at a yeah. granular level, like no idea. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trusting I, some people in this I, case. In order I to honestly don't think, Gigi, I don't think I fully, I'd spent hours studying proof of work. I mean, probably mm. hundreds of hours. I don't think it, I, and who knows, I may not be there yet, but I don't think I really got the significance until you explored time in relation mm. to it. Mm. That yeah. was like a huge part for me The time piece was a huge plug for me. Yeah to really get it. I think that the previous notions I had were sort of shortcuts. Yeah. So I completely agree. I think pretty much everyone, I would say pretty much everyone who, who works on proof of stake systems, like the people that are trying to solve these problems, they don't even know the magnitude of the problems that they have to solve, that they are actually trying to solve. They don't know. They don't know the magnitude of the problems that Bitcoin solved and Bitcoin solved it with a difficulty adjusted proof of work mechanism. And it's there's a lot to it, you know, because because I would even go so far to say that the problems, the prob some of the problems that Bitcoin solves, and it's related to timing, for example. And also the like there are many ways of how you can describe it. You can also call it the Byzantine generous problem and so on. 
-hmm. It's an impossible problem to solve. The way that Bitcoin solves it is with like with economic incentives and probabilistically. And you need you need those kind of pieces to solve it. And you can you can never solve solve it like completely. You cannot solve it. You can you cannot um how should I put it? You cannot create a mathematical formula or something and you can prove it mathematically. No, that's that's not that's not how it works. Mm. <laughs> that's you you just you, you just can't solve it in in this very weird good enough way. You know, it's a very it's a very um it seems like a very thrown together solution and it seems very inefficient to engineers mostly. That's why I believe that a lot of computer scientists and also mathematicians, also physicists, um uh, and just engineering types in general, they at first glance, they think proof of work is terribly inefficient, and there has to be a better way. And that's why a lot of coders and so on they they go to some smart contract shitcoin yeah. that seems more interesting, and uh, they don't realize um, the profundity of the problem that proof of work solves. And so, yeah. you ask me to explain the concepts of like entropy and uh, how it relates to time and those kind of things. It's well, really maybe... it's really hard. <laughs> I know. Well, here's here's some. Um, I'm, I w I just copy and pasted a bunch of awesome quotes from your piece and one of them is the two building blocks are essential for structure of time causal mm -hmm. links so like uh history has to have uh, links that caused it together and then un unpredictable events in the future mm -hmm. so those two i mean those are basically you're talking about entropy there mm -hmm. but in more mm -hmm. simple terms be be before, um, maybe before jam we even on that. go there before we even go there like you have to understand what money is and how how money can work and so historically and that's that's basically the beginning of the piece is historically we see historically like if you go back 5000 years ago the only thing you will find is like clay tablets that have markings on them right where you, it's like bushels of wheat or whatever or <laughs> doesn't matter so that's ledger based money okay you have a ledger mm -hmm. and it is by definition centralized there is like one authority that has the letter and if people like money is money describes who owes what to whom you know and who who has like if you if you view money and it's like a slightly incorrect uh, version of viewing money but still like amuse me for a second yeah yeah how much money you have says something about how how much how many goods and services are society owes you so you you got your hands on some money right how you got your hands on the money doesn't matter you know like <laughs> doesn't matter at all but if you have a lot of money you obviously or some of someone of your ancestry did something amazing in the past and you have a lot of wealth and you can from the market get goods and services for it so it's always about who owes what to whom even if you just have money and hold it you know like society mm -hmm. owes you something and um, if you just look at you know your bank statements and so on, it's it's obvious that you know this much was owed to someone, and with the transfer of money you settle it, and that's one one of the things that people don't realize, especially in the fiat world. You know, money is always about final settlement. If you and it's the the reason why I say this is currently in the fiat system it's not. You know that's why that's why it's so fragile and everything is related to credit and identity and so on. The difference between credit and money is, I know I go on very long tangents, but I'll come back, I promise you guys. We I, love all, these. All, all, of this, all of this is important. You only need money if people don't trust each other in the first place. If you trust someone fully, for example, a family member, you don't need money. If, you, yes. if you're doing business with someone that you trust fully and you can always come back to that person and so on, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out differently. So money is only important for people that don't trust each other in the first place they don't trust each other fully and what money does is it does final settlement that's that's the important part of money 
everything else is credit, you know? Like if, if you don't do final settlement, then you have still have a credit relationship that's still ongoing. The, the importance about a money transfer is that the, the settlement is final, it's done, and you can go your separate ways. And only for this short period of the transaction, you have to trust that you're not getting scammed, that someone is not running off with the gold coins or whatever. And in this like one minute window, 10 second window, whatever, like there is a trust relationship going on, but you've figured it out and you, you know, like you hand over the good, <laughs> whatever you hand over the gold coin and then you go separate ways and you only have to trust the money. And that's, that's it. You know, like mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. that's what Nick Sabo wrote about at length also in Shelling Out and so on, where yeah. money, because of money, we're able to scale through these trust barriers. So money scales society, all systems that's, that, that are, all systems, period, that are large enough, have something like money. So without money, society cannot scale at all. And this is um, why, you know, with with tribes that do not use money, the maximum size is something like 150 people, because then you can right. still have all these credit relationships in your head. Because credit yeah. is related to identity. You need to know who owes what to whom, and so on. It's always the same. And if you don't have the abstraction of money that keeps track of who owes what to whom, you have to rely on your brain and your brain is limited and so we can only do like 150 people all right very long rant but it's also in the beginning of the piece all right historically to keep track of who has what to whom we we have either clay tablets which are ledgers or tokens physical tokens so so digital tokens do not exist like that's a misnomer so physical objects that can pass around from person to person so it's either gold coins or shells or bones or again back to an example like pearls or like glass beads what have you the thing about the physical objects is that they keep track of themselves if you have the gold coin you don't need to ask someone else you know like they're inherently decentralized you could say exactly yes and they also they 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 take care of their position in space time themselves. You know, <laughs> a, gold exactly. token, so the, a gold transaction cannot go back in time or something like that's really physics. important to understand. Yeah, physics, physics itself physics. keeps these things exactly. decentralized. So, so allow me to, allow me to go one abstraction layer higher. So if you view gold coins as a form of a ledger, it's physics that takes care of the integ- integrity of the ledger. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like yes, it's exactly. The, the gold coins themselves keep care. They they keep they physics itself keeps care of the integrity of the spatial and tempo- temporal distribution of the money of the ledger and so on. Everything has place because you can't cheat physics, and that's also why gold got became the best money because you can't cheat the physics of gold. You know, like gold is it has very peculiar properties in terms of what kind of element it is. Again, it does not rust. Mm. Yeah, it does not rust. It doesn't react works. with other things and so on. And you cannot make more of it easily. <laughs> I mean, you need like a two stars colliding, whatever. <laughs> two supernovae. And yep. so we only have the only forms of money that can exist is, is a, a physical instantiation. And then you use then you use the laws of physics to ensure the integrity or a digital representation, which is a ledger. And by digital, I mean just information because the clay tablet, it's not about the clay tablet itself. It's about the markings on the clay tablet. Mm. And this is where the disconnect comes in between the physical world and the informational realm. And that's the first thing you really have to understand. Like Mm. if you, if you're counting sheep and you're making marks on a, on a clay tablet, when the sheep's return and you're marking every single sheep with a line on your clay tablet that comes in, you can count the sheep this way, you know, like you have a record, but the lines on your clay tablet are not the sheep. 
So there is a disconnect and you can cheat it, you know, like you, you can, you can mm -hmm. either make a mistake or, or whatever. And this is what I mean when I say about the map and the territory, you know, that's, that's the line. The map is not the territory. So a map of something, the lines on the clay tablet are not actually the sheep. All right. It's, I know it's, I, I know it sounds like a very long detour, but all of it is. No, no, no. Super this is, I know exactly. I know where you're headed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, keep going. I, the, keep going. It, it, it will. At the end, I, I can tell you with. I know with where you're headed, brother. Keep it. Keep rolling. This is gonna. This is where. Shit, hey, if, if, if you're, if, hey, keep paying attention because he's about to slap <laughs> you across the face if you've been sleeping <laughs> yep. on this. Keep going, GG. I keep all trying right. to keep all myself right, from right, interjecting because right, right. it's so exciting to listen to this. <laughs> getting getting fleshed out in the in life. Like instead of reading the piece, just let GG sweet yeah, voice. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Once you have a ledger, so once you have a ledger, you need to make sure. Like suddenly the order becomes important. Like if, we, if again, money is who owes what to whom. So if I transfer money, it's very important that I, I need to have the money in the first place for it to give it to you, you know? <laughs> Otherwise we're again in a credit relationship, you know? Like I, I cannot spend money that I don't have. With gold coins, physics takes care of this because if I, I cannot spend a gold coin that I don't have in my hands, you know, like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's done by physics, period. If you move to a ledger, if you move to, to the informational realm, to the digital world, so to speak, you know, the order becomes insanely important because all you have is a list of, you know, some gold coins moved from A to B and then from B to C and so on. And if the order is messed up, everything is messed up because suddenly you're creating money out of th thin air. So the order of events is insanely important. Someone got money that has to happen first. And then this person gave the money to someone else and so on and so forth. And that's where time comes in. Because the problem that Bitcoin solved is that on Earth, there is no central time. In the universe, there is no central time. So telling time in a completely decentralized system is basically impossible. Bitcoin solved it in this very weird roundabout, like, you know, um, <laughs> practical way. But there is no solution to this problem because if, if you study re relativity, if you know a little bit about relativity and physics, you will know that time is relative. That's what Einstein told us. That's why we have to adjust the clocks of GPS satellites and so on, because they are further away from Earth's gravity well and, and they are moving at high speeds. So both special and uh, general re relativity come into play. And we have to adjust... So the clocks on GPS satellites actually run differently. Time passes differently on GPS satellites than they do on Earth. That's why we have to adjust the clocks because otherwise everything gets out of whack and the satellites can't tell you your position because, of course, it's related to time and signals need time to travel as well and so on. All of that is important. And the, everyone knows this that studied physics and relativity a little bit. I mean, there's this, this twin paradox where, let's say, you have twins. And one twin stays on Earth. The other one enters a, a starship. The starship accelerates close to the speed of light turns back 50% of the way, um, comes back again with the speed of light. The one twin is like, you know, 5,000 years old. And for the other twin, no time has passed. Yeah, and, the twin in space yeah. stays hotter longer. It's basically yeah. what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> That's one way this of is, phrasing it. <laughs> and no, but again, this on, is Sunday school where all the kids are at the front of the church. The pastor's having his talk with them and keep us no, going no, no. here. But, keep but, us but, on. But, but that's but that's what the fucking proof of stake retards. They have no fucking idea about all of this, you know. Like it's literally retarded to work on proof of stake because proof of stake is is automatically centralized just because of time alone, and that's only one piece of the puzzle. You know, I I I will keep ranting about time because you can actually oh, read it. Gigi, hold on, well. sorry. I don't mean to derail you, but this is the point that hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. It's that, and yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna regurgitate what you just said, and that's that. 
ledgers are not decentralized if they can't keep time themselves, right? And proof of stake will always either need an Oracle or need to rely on proof of work. Yeah. It, if it can't keep time itself, it's not inherently and perpetually decentralized. This is the point you made in Bitcoin is time that yeah. just blew yeah. me away. So the way I summed it up is the tokens, physical tokens, like gold coins, tokens are timeless and ledgers are not. Ledgers require time because ledgers re require an absolute order of things. You and you can't have tokens in the digital C realm. So you can't have tokens in the digital realm. It's impossible because, you know, like take a picture of a $5 bill and send it to me by email. Like I can copy it at no cost. Like information, it's very easy. Like remove computers from your brain. Just use clay tablets, you know, use clay tablets and gold coins like, like we had 5,000 years ago. It, just with clay tablets alone, like the line on the clay, clay tablet, it's not about the line. It's not, you know, like the line is not the sheep <laughs> and so on. And it's mm -hmm. like, I can, I can always copy any information with perfect fidelity. That's why tokens so to speak that the thing about gold coins why tokens are important physical tokens is you cannot copy them you cannot copy them that's that's it that's why they are important that's why they are good money you know like you can't take them and copy them perfectly and easily that's yeah. why gold is good money you can't copy gold you know and so once something becomes information you can copy paste it always and that's why information never was good money up up to bitcoin because because of these problems and that's why you can't have tokens in the informational realm you can't have digital tokens it's like i mean we talk about digital tokens all the time but it's like right, it's an private information you know and right but you only can have letters and all, like even your hard disk is a letter every usb stick is a letter everything like it's it's just rows of data it's rows of data that's how you can think about it and so if you want to do money and we know this like all all banks know this all paypal knows knows this and so on that's why PayPal has to have a central server to figure out like all the, all the banks have central timekeeping and like the bank is the authority which transaction came in, came in first and they will figure it out and so on. But in a decentralized system, and that's why I brought up the, the, the twin paradox and so on, you will yeah. always run into the issue of relativity that there are no simultaneous events. There is no absolute arrow of time. Like there is no, that's the wrong word. There is no absolute clock in the universe. You know, it's not it's not like a, in a computer game where you have an absolute <laughs> time for the whole world. That's not how our universe works. And the right. the, the fastest we we can transmit information is with light. So light speed is the maximum. Light speed is the the speed limit in our universe. And it takes fifty milliseconds to transport like light from one side of the earth to the other. It's about that. It's like forty six milliseconds or whatever. But yeah. So so you have like a fifty millisecond time window on earth where figuring out what came first and what came later is impossible absolutely impossible to it, it is absolutely impossible that's just physics you know like because for the one observer a came before b and for the other observer b came before a and right. there are great videos on YouTube that explain this way better than I can and so on. It's like, you know, it depends on, again, how close are you to gravity well, how fast are you moving and so on. And so, so, so in our universe, the way I sometimes explain it, but it doesn't really drive home the point because, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it anyway in this. Let's say you have two loudspeakers, you know, and the loudspeakers, if you are standing in the middle it seems like they're producing a sound, a loud sound, like a clapping of hands or something at the same time. And if you're standing exactly in the middle between the two loudspeakers, you will hear it at the same time, you know? But if you're standing like way closer to loudspeaker A, let's say they're very far apart, you will first hear loudspeaker A and then hear loudspeaker B. And if you're going to the other side, then you will have 
you will hear first loudspeaker B and then loudspeaker A. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, like you can use light. You can, you can, you can. <laughs> that everyone knows this because sound is really slow in traveling through the air. And what what your brain automatically does? Ah, oh, no, that's bullshit. Like I can just you know uh, remove the person and I I can you know like uh, I don't know put put a light on every loudspeaker so I see when it makes a sound and then I just watch it from the side and then I'll see does it go off at the same time or not and so on. But the thing is that the same is true for light and the same is true for information in our universe and we don't have anything faster than light speed. And so you will always run into this problem of there is no simultaneity. There, is, there are no simultaneous events in our universe. It's an illusion. It's an illusion because light travels really fast and it seems to us that things are happening at the same time, you know, same, simultaneously. Yeah. All right, okay. Why is all of this important? Because in a truly decentralized system, let's say, okay, let's say I share an account with my wife. I tried to pack this example into Bitcoin this time, but it's all really fucking complicated and, you know, I didn't want to write a whole book just because of one article. But let's yeah. say I share an account with my wife. And we both have to, let's, let's just use Bitcoin speak, you know, we both have the, the private keys. I, I'll, I'll bring up two examples. It's really important that I almost never have the opportunity to talk about it at length. Let's say we share, we share an account. We both have the same private key, you know, and then we are on the opposite sides of the earth. And let's say, you know, big, big scare quotes at the same time in the same 50 millisecond window, we send a valid transaction that empties the wallet, you know, which one gets confirmed first? You know, like it's, it's who is right? Who, like, there is a conflict there and the Bitcoin network will resolve this conflict. We can do the same thing with a bank account and the bank will resolve the conflict for us. Okay, next example. So we will always have these conflicts. Next, that, that, that there are two states in a decentralized system that are incompatible with each other. And Bitcoin is about this conflict resolution. And these conflicts always arise because of the limits of our universe. It, so, so, so you always have to solve this problem. And proof of stake, for example, every proof of stake system solves it with a centralized time server. And that's why they are, they are inherently centralized. You, you, you mess with the time and you switch out this time server. And there is one shitcoin, just Google it. I won't mention a name, uh, but you know, like the, the Latin name for sun, for example, I think is the, <laughs> <laughs> the three letters of the, of the shitcoin uh, token that's being created. Um, there is a reason why it has to restart all the time or why it was like 30 minutes out of sync for the longest time, you know, like it ran 30 minutes behind or whatever. And it is all because of this very hard timing problem that's, that's borderline impossible to solve. And so the second in Bitcoin speak, a, a very obvious example, why we always will run into these problems of a decentralized system having two states that are incompatible with each other because there is no central authority. So you will always have these kind of splits of a worldview and a came before B for the one half of the network and B came before A for the other half of the network. Let's say two miners at opposite sides of the earth find a valid block and they broadcast it at the same time. Which one, will, which block will win? And we all know if you understand Bitcoin well enough, that's what Nakamoto consensus is about because it's about the heaviest chain. So the network, the whole network will work on both realities at the same time and it will mm -hmm. resolve itself probabilistically because one side will win out eventually. You know, it's like, it's like, um, trying to play the red table and going like red, 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 and, so, and then one time it will be a black and then it's resolved. You know, it's like it's 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 yeah. very similar to this, and and so once like there there are very few splits now because the mine, there are so many miners that go on for a long time, and so eventually it becomes increasingly unlikely that two histories that are equally valid, two realities, stay valid for a long time. And that's, that's the ingenious solution 
that's like the the solution to the impossible problem. Like this problem is impossible to solve because our universe works in these weird ways. And Satoshi figured out a solution that just works, and it works because of economic incentives, and it works because it, it has this probabilistic conflict resolution. And that's why I also like I'll, I'll just keep ranting. Just stop me if it's if it gets. No, much, keep but. going, keep going. <laughs> that's also why I'm. So against any framing that tries to frame Bitcoin as violence or something like that, because you always have these conflicts. And oftentimes, most of the times, it's because people disagree about who owes what to whom. And previously, how this was resolved was who has the longest stick. And that's why we have armies and that's why we have wars and that's why we have physical conflict in the first place and so on. I want to have your stuff or I think that the stuff that you have is actually mine. And so I'm going to take it from you by force. Bitcoin makes this impossible and Bitcoin uses probabilities and economic incentives and all the rest of it for peaceful conflict resolution. And there are no systems that do not run into these conflicts. And that's also what I think, you know, the naive uh, proof of stake people, the naive shitcoiners do not understand that even if everyone plays nice, you know, like first of all, they're not thinking adversarially, but even if everyone plays nice in the system and everyone is on the same side, these conflicts will still arise just because of relativity alone. And yeah. just to drive home the point that use Bitcoin speak again or shitcoin speak again, like if you have a blockchain, you know, that's why I in, in, in Satoshi also call it a time chain. And that's why a lot of people are switching to the term time chain. So if you have a time chain, you know, that just works like Bitcoin and stuff is being mined and so on. And Bitcoin has a 10 minute block time, which turns out is just long enough to agree on a state globally because you need to get the information to all the participants and the hard physical limit is 50 milliseconds but you know you have routing and you have internet and delay and maybe it goes over radio and whatever 10 minutes is enough for all the blocks and everything to propagate like easily you know like even if the network is very slow and inefficient isn't it isn't if it you spectacular that let me the, 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 the ahead, final the final point if you would create a time chain that works just like bitcoin but you reduce the, the block time to, to lower than 50 milliseconds, finding consensus mm. would be physically impossible on mm. Earth, period. Yeah. And it's very easy to see if you if you extend the time horizon. So Bitcoin works in like a 10-minute radius, like mining Bitcoin and so on. Bitcoin works properly in like a 10-minute radius that is centered on Earth. So the center of hash is on Earth. Let's take the Milky Way for, for an example. You know, the Milky Way has like a, a diameter of like 200,000 light years or something ridiculous, you know, like it's insane. And so you would need a block time of like 200,000 light years to physically have consensus of the whole system of like one <laughs> right. state, you know, and that's the best we can do. That's the best we can do physically. And Bitcoin manages to land on a consensus peacefully every 10 minutes. And that's amazing. Here's a question for you. And but that entire diatribe you just went through is spectacular. That was perfect. Thank you. Wait, if, Josh, before you switch subjects, I want to point out no, 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 another about entropy. We didn't really talk about. No, it's all good. It I'm not <laughs> uh, I was just curious just because we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about the galaxy here. If let's just say Elon Musk gets us to Mars, is it then not realistic? It's not realistic for us to be using Bitcoin between Earth and Mars because of the time, because it's like a 20 minute delay of light to get or something along those lines. So they would have to have their own blockchain on a different planet. Correct. It could be on a, a higher layer, though. Yeah, it's like a seven minute in the best case, I think, or something like that. Um, uh, so there is quite a quite a bit of a delay. I mean, I, I guess you could use lightning. I guess you know, just yeah, <laughs> we can open it a channel and take it with you and so on. You, it, it depends on it depends on like you, for example, you could broadcast a valid Bitcoin transaction on Mars, and it doesn't really matter how 
how long it takes. But mining on Mars would be very difficult because you you it, it is this race, you know, it's like this 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 competition that you have to Nakamoto consensus works that you have to work the only economical strategy is to work on the heaviest chain. And so if a new block comes in, you have to work on the new block. And so if you're more than 10 minutes away, like it wouldn't really like, you know, you, you need this communication that to, to know what to work on. So mining right. on Mars um, is not really feasible. Mars FUD. Bitcoin's dead, <laughs> dudes. All right. I no, found it. I've been looking Mars. for years for how this thing's going to fail. I, and, and these are not like my ideas, you know, like uh, this is just how the system works. And this is just true. But uh, the, the guy who uh, wrote more about this than everyone else, I think, is uh, Drew Bansell. And he has this series on Bitcoin astronomy. And uh, I think he also mentions or m multiple people mention it. But if you want to go to Mars or if you want to become multiplanetary, let's let's pick a ridiculous example. If you want to go to a different solar system, if you want to go to the next star, Alpha Centauri or, or whatever, if you want to build a multi-generational starship and just let's go for it, you are incentivized to build a second Bitcoin, so to speak, and take your center of hash with you. You know, like you load up the miners to the star starship. You need some money as well because it's a big multi-generational starship is a complex system. You need fair money and so on. And and so that's that's an incentive. Like Bitcoin incentivizes our, our you know, spread across the galaxy in that way. That is a noble fork, you could say. That yeah. is that one is a of noble the cases fork. where a noble yes. fork yes. Yeah, is, in, is in play. Gigi, before we get off this, for, for the listener that's like, okay, I hear you guys saying that you know, Nakamoto consensus is this unbelievable discovery and, and Bitcoin intrinsically tells time. Can we just briefly highlight how, like, let's just get into some of the bare bones real, real quick, how energy usage, a tether mm -hmm. to the real world mm -hmm. allows this thing to have its own internal clock. Can you mm -hmm. hit that just real quick? Yeah. So, so again, the, the, the clock thing, it's just one, I, I mentioned before that the, the difficulty adjusted proof of work mechanism, that's, that's the, the glue that holds everything together and that's the genius of, of of satoshi kind of and he used it for multiple things first of all to tell time in the system and it doesn't matter that the clock is imprecise like you can think of it as with every new block it's like a new tick you know it's like tick 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 and every single tick the state like the ledger updates and for every single tick the system makes sure that no rules are broken. And so you always have a consistent state and there, is, there are no updates flowing in all the time. It's just you have this like tick, tick, tick. That's why we say tick, tock, next block. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Coming in and no update violates any rules. And that's why you will never run into these contradictions. And so the, the way you can also visualize it is like the Bitcoin slows down time, builds, all, builds up its own arrow of time in the digital realm, in the informational space. Mm. And... Everything that is, for example, in the mempool, everything that is not confirmed yet in the Bitcoin time chain is from the point of view of Bitcoin is timeless. It has no time. And so the block height that is, when, when your transaction gets confirmed, the, the, the block height is what, count and, uh, what counts and that's where it becomes real. And that's when, um, that's when uh, you know, your transaction gets timestamped by the network, so to speak. And so you can, you can, view, you can view miners as... Uh, providing a timestamp service, so to speak, and pr providing this mechanism for peaceful conflict resolution. And you can see this also if you if you go back to the white paper, it's like, you know, out of the eight references or something, like three of them or maybe more or five of them, wherever, I don't remember the number from the top of my head, were about timestamping and the problem of timestamping. Because, you know, to, 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 to have money, to have e-cash, 
you need a ledger. And for ledger, you need an absolute order. And for an absolute order, you need timestamps because A has to become before B and before C and so on. And so how Bitcoin does it? Now we can come to entropy. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And randomness and those kind of things. <laughs> so it, it, it builds up its own... It has, it has very simple rules. And so whatever data comes in, it's either accepted as valid, and then it makes the next tick, and it says a valid block, and it's, uh, everything is good, or it's, it's, it's um, immediately dismissed. So it makes use of certain things in cryptography and in computer science um, that are just, as far as we can tell, truths of our universe again, of, of, of like truths of math, truths of how computers work, truths of the computational space. Some problems are very easy to verify a correct solution of, but it's very hard to find this solution. So for example, um, like cryptographic hash functions and um, uh, also digital signature schemes and so on. It's, but if, if you hash something, you, you can immediately check, like, is the hash correct? Was the data out or, or anything? But going back, computing the original data from the hash is not only difficult in, in, um, in terms of, an, of a hash, it's actually impossible because uh, I don't, it's, again, like a, probably not a very important tangent, but it's impossible because the, the, the amount of inputs are way, way higher than the amount of possible out outputs. So every hash function will always have collisions. And so if mm -hmm. you want to go back, it's like, you know, you, you can have like a million different inputs that would be, that would produce this hash. The thing about cryptographic hash functions is that they are, they, they are called cryptographic because this, this, the space of possible outputs is so high that that finding collisions is insanely hard. Like for the stuff that Bitcoin uses, um, uh, we have no we have no collisions found as far as I know uh, so far. So um, that's just like a, 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 a an aside. But the thing is that why are the why are the hash functions important? You need for for I'll I'll bring up the time example again because it's so it's so perfect um, to build up an arrow of time that is made out of pure information, you have to use something that is irreversible and you have to use something that is random. You have to use something that is random mm. to go forward and you have to use something that is irre irreversible to go back. And that's where the blockchain comes in because it is actually chained, like the time chain. You know that the blocks are chained. And mm -hmm. it, the time chain, is it builds up this arrow of time. So, so Bitcoin had its genesis with block number zero and then with the next tick was block number one, two, three, four. That's the, the clock how it went. And everything is linked back to the past. So, so, so even with, with every block that is coming in, Everything is linked to the previous block and to the previous one and to the previous one. So, so the whole integrity of the system links back to the genesis and can be very easily validated by everyone. And that's what every full node does. So you, by running a full node, automatically validate everything that ever happened in the Bitcoin world ever. Crazy. And, and even with every single block that comes in, because, because the, the, the hash of the block header, the block header contains... It contains the, the the hash of the previous block and the hash of the previous block, and so just in this this hash is all of the history is contained and more or less verified. You know, like like with every single every mm. single block. That's why that's why you know people speak of amber or of pyramids and so on. It's like if you if you if you have something encapsulated in layers of amber, every single layer puts additional security across the whole thing, mm. and that's what's happening yeah. in Bitcoin. And it's not and 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 so every single Bitcoin block speaks for the whole history of Bitcoin back to Genesis. And 
I'll stick on the time part a bit. We, we'll, we're going to go to proof of work and, uh, you know, the crescendo will be why proof of stake is bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, the time part is important and I have this in the, in the piece as well because if you don't have random processes and if you don't have reversibility, if you, if you, you cannot use absolutely everything to build up an arrow of time. For example, the natural numbers would not be good. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and so on. Because I can tell you what will happen in the future. A calendar is not good. You know, like mm. um, if, if you want to, yeah, like <laughs> you, you, need, you need a certain informational construct to build up the arrow of time. And like a, a, a calendar is bullshit. It's as bullshit as also like the Fibonacci sequence and so on, because we know how it ends. We know how it continues. So, the future has to be uncertain and the past has to be irreversible. And the irreversibility in Bitcoin comes from hash functions because you can't reverse them. And the uncertainty comes from the network itself and from proof of work. And, the, and also the irreversibility comes, of course, from mining, you know? So that's where the yeah. economic component comes in because to rewrite, I, I sometimes say, you know, like the innovation of Bitcoin is um, unforgeable history. So Nick Sabo wrote about unfortunate costliness, and we had this before with hash cash and um, uh, reusable proof of works and so on. Like we, we had unfortunate um, costliness before because that's what proof of work does. But the important thing about Bitcoin, because money is a ledger, you have to build up this, this, this ledger of events that actually happened. And if you make it insanely costly to rewrite this ledger, you have history that cannot be argued, argued with. You have... You have unforgeable history. You cannot forge the history of Bitcoin a few blocks down. You just can't. Not, not, not even nation states can do it nowadays. You know, it's, it's, Marty spoke about this as well on your pod where, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> you, you, you have to build, you know, f f ASIC foundries in secret and, <laughs> you know, produce a lot of energy and so on. And, and yeah. so, so back to the, the Amber example, you know, like every single new block in Bitcoin puts a new layer of Amber about, uh, around the, the past uh, around the the whole history of the system and so you cannot argue with what happened in bitcoin it builds up its own history of transactions who owes what to whom who owed what to whom how did the transactions happen and every single every single block puts a new layer of amber on top of it and to 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 create a new valid block that is accepted by the network you need to do the proof of work and the only way to do proof of work is by you know <laughs> Guessing numbers, basically, because all you try to find is like a, a valid hash that is below a, th a certain threshold and so on. And it's it's a random process that has no history in itself. It's like it's like it's like flipping a coin. It's like spinning a roulette wheel. There there is no there is no progress. There is no. That's why always the next block comes in in ten minutes from now. You even if like the last block was an hour ago. When does the next block come? That's, that's my favorite question to ask people if they really understand Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. uh, we, we, <laughs> one hour ago, the, the, the last block came in. Is the next block overdue or not? It's, very, it's, it's the gambler's fallacy. You know, it's like at the roulette table, a red yep. came up 25 times in a row. Is black now overdue? No, it's not. It's 50-50. Hey, Same thing. Josh, do you, ever, do you ever think about this at the firehouse, Josh? Where like every, just because you just ran six calls in the last three hours doesn't mean the next one's not coming in two seconds. Right. Like you <laughs> think you're done with the calls for the day, but it's really random. You know, it's completely it, random. That yeah. is, a, I mean, you're exactly right. The the randomness of what goes on there. Like, is the next one going to be an old lady that fell down? Very likely, but we don't know. Yeah. And and so what the 
what the miners do is they're trying to find a random number and you can you can visualize it as like rolling dice or, or, or flipping a coin let's rolling dice is an easier example to visualize so every single miner is rolling a dice and the dice is just very 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 big uh, i don't know if you play ever play dungeon and dragons or something like that there are dice that have like 64 um sides or whatever and every single asic miner is rolling a dice and the dice has like trillions and trillions of of, of sides and so there is no progress to solving this puzzle. You have to roll the dice, and then you have to see, did I win? If you didn't, you roll the dice again. And if some other miner wins, he goes Yahtzee, tells it to the whole network, and then you have to you know, roll the dice again because now the, the number that you have to roll changes, and that's what's going on. And so the, the reason why this is important is because to make updates to the ledger, to make updates to the network, you need to invest energy and more importantly, time. So doing computations, doing computations is not free in our universe. It requires energy. Flipping bits requires energy and <laughs> putting electrons into things so that they can flip bits requires time. And so this is how Bitcoin figures out how, how much time has passed in the real world, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's why people say you know Bitcoin is this roundabout solution to the Oracle problem. The only, the only external input that Bitcoin can have is is kind of this how to oh man I'm 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 all I'm close to losing my train of thought because it's so complicated. <laughs> it, startlingly simple yet infinitely complex. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. I'm well, actually it's, jotting it's one of those notes. You, yeah, you you get the beginning, you grasp the beginnings of it, and you think you understand it, and then you read a piece like yours, Gigi, or you listen to this, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Maybe I don't get it quite as much as I did, but you're always inching closer to that nirvana. Gigi, <laughs> I I tweeted a quote of yours from Twenty One Lessons yesterday. It goes like this: Bitcoin has a way of taking your assumptions and turning them in and and turning their heads. After a while, just when you were about to get comfortable again. Bitcoin will smash through the wall like a bull in a china shop and shatter your assumptions once more. Yeah. It's yeah, just exactly. like That's labyrinth totally true, after <laughs> labyrinth after labyrinth as you spelunk through the Bitcoin stratosphere. And we're just talking about the one small yeah, yeah, aspect of it here. It, we're, I mean, there's so many other wide ranging things that we could, I mean, it's un, it's just a rabbit hole that never ends. But the problem that you have is, and that's why that's why I I had this this short little thread, and I, I gave a talk once where where I conclude with in Bitcoin the map is the territory, and in Bitcoin is the the map is the territory, and by map I mean you know like your clay tablet and you're putting lines for every sheet that come sheep that comes home, and the the territory are the actual sheep, and so if you if you if you um, it's also if if you if you write about something. If you write about something that happened in the world, you always have the split of map and territory because the information itself is not the reality. You know, history is written by the victors. And if you take a photograph of something, it's just a snapshot. And it's not like, you know, the mountain might be gone. <laughs> if you took a photograph of a mountain, it was a long time ago, or, you know, like someone blew it up or whatever. It's Bitcoin is the only thing Difficulty adjusted proof of work is the only thing where you can look at the information and the information speaks for itself. The map is the territory. The information is the thing. And that's why also 12 words in your head are the actual thing. It is 
for all intents and purposes, your Bitcoin. And and this is how it all hangs together. And Adam Gibson has this beautiful quote, which I absolutely love. And I have it in one of the my recent pieces. It's um, He calls it the reification of information. Because if you manage to do that, if you manage to build up a system that uses proof of work, and it uses proof of work in a smart, difficultly adjusted way, so that information itself becomes a thing, you reify it, and you, then you can use it as if it was an object. And then suddenly, that's why we can use Bitcoin as if it was gold coins. But it's not actually gold coins. It's still just information. That's why you can teleport it. That's why you can send it at the speed of light. And that's why you can have it in your head and so on. But uh, the, the one last point I wanted to to make with the mining and the proof of work and the building up the arrow of time and so on and so forth, it's it's impossible because of the Oracle problem. Like Computers do not know anything about the external world. Nothing. They cannot know anything about the external world. And it doesn't change if you put sensors on the computers, you know, like if you put a microphone on it or if you put a camera on it, you can fake all the signals. So every signal that comes as input into the computer can be faked. You cannot trust it. You know, it's not trustless. You have to trust that the camera is actually, you know, producing the right and so on and so forth. That's the Oracle problem. You, you, you cannot, computers have no way about telling anything about the external world. They can only tell something about their internal world, which is only computation. That's all, uh, that's all computers can do. And so Bitcoin, Bitcoin uses, it only looks at, at its internal world, so to speak. You know, the only, yeah. the only link that it has to the external world is the link of time. And that's where real world, so to speak, wall time comes in. You know, it's called wall time in computer science speak. But it's like, when a miner finds a new block, he also timestamps it with the real time in UTC, you know, like because time zones, fuck time zones, like UTC. And mm -hmm. Bitcoin will accept this block if the timestamp is approximately right. It's, it, it has to, I don't remember the numbers on top of my head, but it's very beautifully written in the code. Um, it has to be like, in in several hours you know like if it's if it's if the if the timestamp is off by more than like three hours or something then the network will dismiss it it doesn't matter if it's older or newer than three hours because you know like computer clocks are imprecise we don't have we don't have absolute time and that is enough like and and and, and to be clear the timestamp the wall time like the utc time the time that we have on our clocks is not other than that it's not important for the bitcoin network so the bitcoin network does not use this wall time, the UTC time that we all know and love, to order blocks. It does not do that. Um, it it that's why the, the 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 wall time can be in reverse in Bitcoin. So you can have a block, you know, and like two seconds later, five seconds later, a minute later, a new block comes in, and the new block has it looks like it came from the past. It has an older wall time than the, the, than the previous one. It doesn't matter for the Bitcoin network. It only matters that you have like an average of these timestamps. And so that the network uses this and trusts kind of this enough because, because it's distributed trust, you know, like all, like you don't want to, you don't want to cheat this time because you're, you're too much because you're, the, net, the network will dismiss your block outright. And that's also where proof of work is important because you actually invested real world assets yes in terms of energy and so on yeah, yeah, yeah. so so because proof of stake for example is the nothing at stake problem you know like you can just make stuff up yeah. with proof of work you cannot make stuff up and so if you put in work you will be you want to be rewarded for this work otherwise you're uneconomical anyway so 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 what the bitcoin network does is it, it averages across these time spans and this is enough to solve the the oracle problem and it, it will figure out 
everything it needs to figure out. It will adjust the puzzle difficulty. That's all it does. But with that, it will figure out how many computers are working on me. How many computers are securing the Bitcoin network? How how like how big is the security? It, it, it figures it out well enough and then it just adjusts it. And that's why with the China ban, for example, it was a perfect example. Um 50% of the of the ASICs that are securing the bit were securing the Bitcoin network dropped off. Bitcoin noticed this and adjust, adjusted it downward. So so it also knows you know the switch from CPU to GPO to ASICs because Bitcoin worked the same as it works now when just Satoshi was mining and just Satoshi and Halfini it was the first two nodes you know and then it was a network and it's so beautiful it's like you can think of it like a thermostat but it's it's way more beautiful than that but it is like yeah, a thermostat yeah. and the thermostat can be very very simple you know it's very stupid like I said before it's 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 amazingly simple but but it it produces these very complex results so the problems it solves are so insanely complex so significant gg while you've been talking through this whole episode, I've been writing like the order of the key points we covered and allow me to summarize here. Tell me if you I, think this be, is fair. Before have, you do, before you do, I have one more point to make because make it two, two more actually. Again, I don't always have the opportunity to rant on this for like two hours straight. Oh, we're going to, we're, this is, it's not a met. We're going to force you to come back on. It's not optional. No, Usually no, we try to show you, oh, we, if you want to come, no, you you will. GG will be on. coming on we, quarterly. We, we, we mentioned, yeah. we mentioned only the, the, the problem of telling time in a decentralized network, which is already impossible and will always lead to Wait, real quick, Josh, what, so. Josh, do you need to go? Uh, I got 10 more minutes. All okay. right. I can do it in two. <laughs> so, oh, you don't have to rush. Don't rush. <laughs> no, don't rush. So, so we, we only mentioned now the, the problem of decentralized time, basically. But there is also, that's, that was what Nick Sabo tried to solve, the problem of computational stability. Because you cannot know, because the computer does not know anything about the outside world, how fast the computers are. So you cannot create a computational problem or a mathematical problem where I can tell you with with a guarantee it will take a computer like two minutes to solve or five minutes to solve or at least 10 minutes to solve like that's impossible because our computers get like a trillion times faster every time and you don't know when the next breakthrough is uh, is coming and mm. so the difficulty adjustment solves that as well because it doesn't matter if computers get faster you know it it, it just it adjusts so for it adjusts for this and this this was a big problem with digital cash because if, if you mine on a Commodore 64, and then you mine with a modern CPU, like, you know, that's inflation. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it, 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 it devalues it? altcoins. And that and that's that's the beauty. We talked about this at length with Harry Sudduck. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Sudduck yeah, is yeah, actually yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the correct pronunciation. I love a Harry. A true Bitcoiner, yeah, yeah. you, you said, uh, a tr you know, the test of a true Bitcoiner is yeah. how, he knows the next block yeah, yeah, mine? I, I would argue it's it's how you pronounce yeah. Harry's last name. If you say, <laughs> true. If you say yeah. Sudduck, you're not a true Bitcoiner. If you say Sudduck, you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. and, and and he mentioned this with the the indigenous aspects of bitcoin and uh, uh what's the other word exogenous exogenous and, uh, and endogenous yeah, yeah, exactly. mm, God, yeah he needs to write an article yeah, on this we messaged does. him we're like my, dude you have to my write vocabulary is failing me but he really understands this and he understands this deeply and that's exactly right and so you know um uh time doesn't exist for computers also um, you know, like how fast the computer is running, the computer itself doesn't know. That's why emulators work. That's why, you know, uh, like <laughs> you just don't know from the perspective from the computer. And um, the the other things that proof of work solves is like fair distribution, how, how to distribute the tokens that will exist in the system fairly across the network. And that's why also time is important because and it's also something that Harry mentioned. Bitcoin's, Bitcoin's supply is fixed in time. That's why we know, you know, like mining rewards will be given by the network until approximately the year 2140. And 
and and the issuance and the, the the money like how difficult it is to create the money if it would be anchored to energy it would be terrible because then you take like 10 nuclear reactors and you all the money is yours so that doesn't work money that is tied to energy is a shit coin because if we get really good at making more energy then we have money printers and that's not what's happening with bitcoin because with bitcoin the energy consumption is not related to the monetary issuance it's just related mm. to the security of the network and the issuance is done in time you know like the, yeah. it doesn't change how much bitcoin is produced just because way more people are mining now it's just like how the distribute how the distribution changes is what changes and that's why bitcoin's distribution is fair and so on dan held wrote about this in the past and so on and 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 these are all very 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 hard problems to solve when it comes to digital mm -hmm. cash and we were unsolved before bitcoin and be before satoshi's genius of putting it all together with the difficulty adjusted proof of work and proof of stake has all these problems that's why proof of stake fails with you know time stamping attacks and that you can't do stake grinding you cannot do a fair distribution of proof of stake coins by only using proof of stake that's why they start with proof of work and then try to switch to proof of stake uh, and so on and so forth and it's also divorced from reality that's why you can make up you know new chains and uh you you will have to trust that's why proof of stake is just trust me bro because i made up this past <laughs> it's completely divorced from reality completely yeah. you've no proof you've no proof that this is what actually happened you have a consortium of like five people 12 people doesn't matter and they were like yeah yeah we were there like we have the notes it's like it's like history you know it can be a lie it can be a lie and in an adversarial environment it will be a lie you know and yeah and with proof of work what is so different it is history and you can verify that it actually happened and it's not it's proof of work what what it builds up what bitcoin builds up in terms of history it's not a record of what happened it is what actually happened that's yeah. the difference wow. and that's why the map is the territory and it goes dude i think i think if i if someone's like you have one sentence to explain what the discovery of bitcoin is i think your statement in your piece that bitcoin reinvents time itself is really the discovery. Like another quote you have from 21 Lessons is that it's a Saifedean quote that says, only two things are genuinely scarce, time and Bitcoin. Yes. And it's no coincidence that those are, in a sense, one and the same. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's, it's why Bitcoin is time. elegant <laughs> thing, man. And like the, the the appreciation that I have for Satoshi, when we you dive down these rabbit holes, just increases with, with my understanding, you know? It is... I don't know yeah. that he even fully. No, no, he I don't know this. that he, he fully this. understood what he. he do you think this. he knew no, all this, Gigi? Knew. Yeah, yeah. I've read you everything. That's Satoshi. Satoshi. We found we found Satoshi. <laughs> no, 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 this is it. I'm a retard, man. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I sometimes tell this story. You know, like I made all the mistakes that are there to be made, except for cloud mining. That's the only thing I, I did not do. But I, I fell for all the. I made all the mistakes, man. I, I, I fell for all the shit coins. I did not understand this stuff. Not at all. Like I did not understand the profundity. I ignored Bitcoin for like. I don't know, like three years or something. <laughs> I heard about it and heard about it and heard about it. I worked with people that were work working on Bitcoin already um, uh, by just happenstance. I was laughing at them, you know, like <laughs> that's, it was like 2013. I was, I, I, I was laughing and laughing, laughing about Bitcoin. I did not understand shit. So definitely Gigi, not Satoshi. This has been an incredibly enlightening conversation. Like the way, the way that your mind works so clearly and you can walk people down this path and lay it all out so so in, in such a way that's easy to understand we greatly appreciate it. and we highly recommend you read Gigi's work uh can you give our uh 
listeners a handoff to uh, your website and some of your work? Yeah, of course. Um, so Bitcoin is time is basically the text version of, of the long rant I just went on. Uh, but the rant was actually a little bit more in depth. <laughs> so I'm still writing about this stuff. Um, Dergg.com is my site. Dergg.com slash time will bring you to the piece directly. Um, the 21 lessons, which you, you mentioned, you can everyone can read it online for free and listen to it as well. I, I would but highly you recommend. Buy it. <laughs> I would don't highly be a cheap ass. Buy his book. <laughs> I don't care. It's 21lessons.com. And a guy narrates it uh, way better than I ever could. So he's such a Silky. treasure, man. Like he's Silky. the best. Yeah. And, yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, I mean, I'm still working on on on, on a second book, uh, but I I made the mistake of telling people when it will be done, and I won't do that anymore <laughs> because it's already way yeah. in the past. So yeah. it will be done when it will be done, and I'm releasing chapters as I kind of go along, and it it will be just. I hope I will be able to compile my body of work into this book and have something that is a little bit like 21 lessons, but way deeper, because I. Um, you know, I like 21 lessons and I mean, I'm not a writer, you know, like I'm, I'm a coder, so it, I'm happy about the first book I wrote, but it's just, you know, I always joke. It started you as a are. tweet storm and uh, that's, a that's not a joke. <laughs> and so it's basically just a, a long shit post and I, I, I want to write a, a proper book and uh, that's what I'm currently uh, trying to do as well. Gigi, you're simultaneously one of the deepest thinkers and the best shit poster in the space oh, you ah, do you thanks. balance both with such with such grace I'm more, you are I'm, a treasure i'm more proud point. about the shit posting i have to tell you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah gg this conversation fucked hard and uh we we are yes. here we are here for you to explore ideas whenever you please uh we will be incessantly bothering you anytime you release work and uh we would love to have you back again in the future to explore the depths Awesome. of what is one of the most compelling things, maybe the most compelling thing yeah, the three of us so. are going to encounter in yeah. our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is, it is. I, I, I think, I think John Vallis is right. You know, it's, it's, what, what else could there be? What is the most compelling thing happening on earth right now? And it has to be Bitcoin. Like there, there is a reason sure. why more and more, you know, crazy people um, dedicate their whole life, all their brain cycles to it. And yeah, I'll be here. As long as you're not shilling shit coins or Ponzi schemes, then I'll, I'll be here, man. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> just kidding. We're, I don't think we're going to be doing that anytime <laughs> we soon. We just but... signed with Celsius and BlockFi. Yeah, <laughs> Celsius oh, uh, drew us in. Yeah, 6% returns forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right. GG. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Oh, that was a, that was a blast. Dan, right, Josh, we loved every, so much. every second of it. And take thanks, care, man. guys. Take care, GG. Thanks so much for listening into the show. If you enjoyed this discussion, be sure to like or subscribe on whatever app you're using for podcasts or on YouTube. And if you have an extra minute, go ahead and leave us a review. We are also active on Twitter at blue underscore collar BTC. And our email address is bluecollarbitcoinpodcast at gmail.com. We invite questions, comments, or inquiries of any kind. We look forward to you joining us again on the BCB Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah.